Welcome to Faith Community Church of Indianapolis. We pray that you are blessed by this message from Pastor John Roberts. To learn more about Faith Community Church, please visit us at FCCIndianapolis.com. Verse 11 through um, 14 says, In him also we have an, obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. And let me read that same thing in Mounts, because I really, I'm growing more and more to love Mounts, the way he phrases things. He says, in Christ, we have an, uh, obtained an inheritance, which I like because it's, it's pretty clear. It's already ours. Whether, you know, you're living in it or not, doesn't matter. It is ours. We have a right to it. He said, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of his will. So this inheritance that he's given us, was his idea it's not something we're trying to think up but he also said in verse 12 part of the the what he's the purpose that he's trying to accomplish starts in verse 12 so that we who have already set our hope in christ might be for the praise of his glory you also are in him having heard the word of truth the good news of your salvation. In him also, when you believed, you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance, vouching for God's redemption of his possession to the praise of his glory. First of all, and Paul's repeated this thought, all of this is in Christ, which basically tells me, and I think I mentioned this a couple of Sundays ago, there are there are a lot of things that God has given us, but they're positional truths. They're, it's ours, but it's in Christ. And I use the example, Paul later on in Ephesians will say that we're seated with him in heavenly places. Well, that's a positional truth. God looks at me and he says, you are one with me. So much so that when I look at Jesus sitting on the throne, I see you sitting there. Well, that means I'm redeemed. That means I already have the inheritance. Everything that Jesus has, I have a right to. But to take those positional truths and make them actually functional in my life requires me to have faith. And I'm seeing even more, because I've heard for a long time, and it's been, I think, a somewhat valid criticism that somebody is believing for God to heal them, and they've got a terminal illness and they don't get healed they die well we've been criticized and sometimes rightly so that well 
you say that they had a failure in their faith. Well, in some ways that is true. It's not a condemnation, it's just a fact. But I've also seen that, that I, I'm, I'm seeing more and more it's not just a failure of faith, that there's more to it. There's also patience. Paul says in a couple of places, let patience have their perfect work. Uh, in Hebrews, it says that we obtain the promises through faith and patience. And I, sometimes I think we have enough faith, but we don't have the patience to stay, keep our faith engaged, which is what help patience does. Sometimes, and I, I know from my, from my own self, I've been dealing with these back problems for, well, on some, one level, I've been dealing with them for 25 years. It's, it's, in some ways, it's just become a part of my life. You make accommodations. But this recent bout, when I, I, I bent over and really, you know, something popped, and I've been in some days intense pain, I've been believing for healing, for relief, but at the same time, you kind of find yourself weaving into that, in and out of that. You get engaged with your faith, and you believe that you receive, and you're doing fine, and then you have a bad day, and the pain's really severe, and you find yourself griping and complaining and talking about how bad you're hurting, and you know, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, I thought you were in faith about this. Well, that's a failure, I think, of patience. Patience helps us to stay stirred up and to keep our faith engaged. And, and it's not necessarily that we have to be perfect in our faith, but when we find that we're not in faith anymore, we've got to pull back, say, nope, we're going to reengage. In verse 11, we have already obtained this inheritance in Christ. It's all, of our, it's all ours positionally. He predestined it. It was his purpose to give us all of these things. But part of it is in verse 12, so that we who have already set our hope, we're looking at the, our hope is, is in Christ. Our hope is in those positional truths. We've got all of this in Christ. But notice the whole point of it is at the end of verse 12, that it might be for the praise of his glory. He's done all this to bring glory to himself, but to do it through us. When, when, when people see us walking in prosperity or walking in health or whatever blessing we're believing for and seeing manifest in our lives, or sometimes even when you, your faith, you would say, most people would say, well, your faith failed. Well, my faith may not have failed. I just not at the point where I can get what I'm believing for yet. In all of this, as we, as we grow in our faith and as God prospers us, we end up bringing glory to God, not so much because God has given us stuff, but it's just when, when God's blessing rests on you. I, I heard a, a minister say, and I don't know their names, but he, she listed the names of the ten spies that came back from the promised land. Never heard of them before. And, and when she listed them, she said, how many kids do you know that are named after this guy? And she listed his name and went through all ten of them. She said, now how many kids do you know that their parents have named them Caleb or Joshua? 
lots of Caleb's and Joshua's out there. These other 10 guys, why? Because people want to follow success. These two guys, when they were in their 80s, because they believed God, they were out conquering cities. These other 10 died in the wilderness. Well, that brings glory to God, when, and that's part of his purpose. And it's, it's not like, well, if I'm not a millionaire, I'm not bringing God glory. That's not really true. In the world's eyes, I'm not rich. Probably never will be rich. But I've also always had enough to get by. When I've, as long as I serve the Lord, he always makes the funds available. There's always, and there, believe me, there's times when I've thought, this is it, we're going down. Well, six years, seven years ago, no. Wow, Tom Flowers and you having fun. Ten years ago, we were bankrupt. Went through bankruptcy. I mean, we had nothing. We had our car and our clothes. That's it. It's the only thing we brought out. And within a year, a little over a year, God had us back in a house paying, making a mortgage payment, which I don't know anybody that can get a mortgage a year out of bankruptcy. And we got a great deal on the house, got a great rate on the mortgage, and it's like we went through bankruptcy, we lost everything, but God turned around and blessed us at the same time. And it wasn't necessarily because I had a great attitude about it either. (laughs) Because I didn't have a great attitude. My wife was probably in faith, but I was, I was in the mully grubs. But that brings glory to God because it shows his blessing is on us. But notice that it's also, the, the, the steps are also lined out here. Our first thing in verse 12, we set our hope. So hope is always future tense. But then once we had the hope, verse 13 said, having heard the word of truth. First thing, we, we set our hope, which is future tense. But then in, in um, verse 13, it says, having heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, in him also when you believed. So we, we get the word, it bring, stirs up hope of what Jesus has done for us. But then we have to exercise our faith. The first step of that is believing that he wants you saved. He wants to have a relationship with you and you have the the new birth. But at that moment, you are sealed. You have his mark of approval. That's why, and I I do kind of harp on it a lot, because I've, I've heard a lot of people live in fear that they're going to go to hell when I know they've, they've confessed Christ and they're, they claim to be Christians. And it's like, why are you worried about it? You've already been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Get over that part. Start tra- trying to figure out how you can work for God. It's, he has marked us. In the same way if, as you read through the, the book of Revelation, um, you know, unbelievers will receive the mark of the beast. That means they are the property of the Antichrist. They are the property of, of the devil. Well, when we get saved, the Holy Spirit does the same thing with us. He stamps us I mean, right there on your forehead. It's, we can't see it. It's a spiritual marking. But he says, you are mine. 
and I've set you apart. And not only does he mark us, but, you know, if you've, and I'm sure you all done this, you buy something, you have to put something down. You do it with a house, with earnest money. Um, you even, and a lot of uh, Walmart has gone back to, we used to do it years ago, uh, you'd put things on layaway. I need this, you know, Christmas is coming, I don't have cash to buy it, but I, it's a $100 item, I got 25 bucks. Here's $25, lay this aside for me. And then you go and you make payments on it, but you don't get it till it's paid off. Well, there is, um, verse 14, he says the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. That's that down payment. Vouching for God's redemption of his, of his possession to the praise of his glory. That ultimately is talking about the rapture. There was a time, I, I can remember even as a 16, 17-year-old, you get injured playing ball or doing something, you know, your body would hurt. But for the most part, when you're 17, you're hardly even aware you have a body, you know, other than it gets hungry a lot. But you can also eat a lot and never gain any weight. But I look back at those days compared to now where, you know, you just did just simply moved the wrong way a month ago. Back goes pop and you're in pain for weeks. Um, there's a big difference. I'm looking at that. The Holy Spirit is my guarantee that there is a day coming. If, if the Lord tarries and I die, I don't have to worry about my body. It's going to go back to worms. I won't have a body, but I'll be in heaven. Not having a body is not really a problem. You know, I've heard people say, you know, when my mother died, um, she had ovarian cancer. And Lord, by the end, she weighed maybe 90 pounds and probably 40 of it was tumor. So there was nothing left of her. Um, she looked horrible. But when she got to heaven, I've heard people say, well, she got her perfect healing. Well, no, she didn't get healing. Her body died. The cancer took her. But in heaven, her spirit, she didn't have, didn't have a body. She's there spiritually. Her spirit's there. But she doesn't have any pain because she doesn't have a body. She doesn't have any temptations. She's just a free spirit in heaven. But when she comes back, she's going to get a brand new body. It's going to be like Jesus, not going to age, not going to have pain. It's going to work perfectly all ever, every time. As far as I can tell, it's not subject to, to um, injury, which I don't quite understand how that works, but there's a lot about the resurrection I don't understand. But that's his promise. And his guarantee is, well, I've already given you the Holy Spirit, and I do know, somebody asked me um, when we were with the kids, um, because we were, they, we were going to do something, and I said, and it required a lot of walking. And I said, I don't know that I can go do that. I, you know, sitting for periods of time doesn't bother me too much. But if I got to walk for 30 minutes, I don't think I can do that right now. It just hurts too bad. And they said, well, how do you get up and preach? Because you got to stand. I said, well, that's the odd thing about it. When I get up to preach, I don't feel it. 
And it's not like I just get, and they said, oh, you just get so absorbed in the message that you don't, uh, that you just don't know you're in pain. I said, no, I just don't have any pain. Well, that anointing drops to preach, and suddenly your body quits hurting. And I've, I've told Gina before, I said, I guess I just want to be able to stay in that anointing all the time. Unfortunately, it's there to preach. It's not there to live in every day. But I, that's part of my positional. I can still believe God for healing, and I am believing him for healing. I'm believing there's, this thing is going to walk. I'm going to walk out of it at some point because I know for an hour at a time I have walked out of it. That's my guarantee. The Holy Spirit, that anointing falls on me, and suddenly my back doesn't hurt. My legs don't have any pain. I can do things that I can't do normally. It's like, that's the Holy Spirit. Well, that's my guarantee that there's a day coming. I'm not going to be aware of my body at all. And it's been, you know, and this may be for, I don't, it may not be for girls. I, I haven't met too many guys. This wasn't at least a childhood <clears throat> fantasy. Um, we all wanted to be Superman. We all wanted to fly. Some even got brave enough. They got up and jumped off barn roofs and shed roofs. And I never, I was too afraid of heights to, to try that one. But um, I'm not even so certain that when we get our new bodies that that won't be possible. Uh, which would, you know, I'm looking and thinking, wow, I'd kind of like to go see what it's like to be a bird and soar, you know, not have to strap on an airplane that, that can come down. But it's all available to us. And the great news is it's, it was his idea. I didn't have to work for it. All I had to do was say, yep, I want it. And he said, okay, you got it. And it, it's, a, it's a package deal. Um, it's kind of like the, the story I heard once. A uh, lady, or maybe it was a guy, scraped together just enough money to uh, get passage on a ship to come to America. And um, he had had, I don't know, some rice or something that he ate, you know, a handful every day, was nearly starving. And uh, the steward finally, towards the end of the voyage, asked him, he said, you know, is there something you just, you know, we don't cook right for you? There's some reason you haven't come to the dining room at all. And he said, well, I didn't have money to buy food. He said, well, it's part of the, it's part of your ticket. You have right to come and eat three meals a day. You've already paid for it. Well, that's kind of how I view Christianity. There's a lot of things. We're on the ship and we're making the transition. And sometimes we're sitting in our cabins, you know, crying. I don't have this when it's all in the ticket. We just got to go sit down and eat it. Um, doesn't make it easy, uh, especially when you're dealing with, with um, things in your body. Sickness is one. I mean, when, you, when you're in pain, uh, it can get your attention. It'll, it'll, it will wear on you. Circumstances can do the same thing. But that's why Scripture says 
keeping your eyes on Jesus, we do that by putting ourselves in remembrance of what the Word says. When you find yourself drifting off, worrying about your circumstances or your pain or whatever, you just have to grab your brain, pull it back and say, nope, you're going to concentrate on the Word. What's the Word say? It's the only thing that really matters. It's not the easiest thing. In fact, it's very difficult to do sometimes when your circumstances or your symptoms scream at you. But there are rewards. And the great thing is, what's the worst that can happen? My faith fails. My body dies. I graduate. I mean, the people I leave behind, I hope they're sad. I hope, you know, when they come to my funeral, it's not, you know, I would like them to to rejoice that I've gone on, but I don't want them partying that, oh, you know, I don't want anybody singing ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. <laughs> but um, still, it's, you know, I, I've seen it. You don't, um, you miss people when they're gone, but you do rejoice when you know they've gone to heaven because it's, it really is a graduation for them. Maybe not great news for us, but good news for them. Thank you so much for joining us. If this message has blessed you today, we invite you to visit us in person at Faith Community Church or online at FCCIndianapolis.com.